I do this every year. The world's longest fantasy football radio show in the planet, on planet Earth, is this show that I'm about to go on right here in now 8 minutes, 1580 AM. Russ Bliss and I have been doing this together for 16 plus years. What's up, Poke? You're about to be a part of CBS Sports Radio, which is going to go live here in about eight minutes. I'm. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. I'm doing good. Russ, can you hear me okay? Say what? I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, everything's okay. Just I have to be doing it over the uh, over the iPhone instead of uh, through my regular connection because I screwed something up. You know, it, it, it happens. You get 53 years old, you forget how to plug in the, uh, the headphones or something. That's just the way life goes. So let's go ahead and talk some fantasy football. I'm so glad to have you on the program. And before we uh, get started, I want you to tell everybody about the FantasyFootballShow.com and what that's all about, because I know that that's been really taken off for you. Yeah, I, I mean, we, wow, I started in really February, Russ, and I did a 24-hour live stream where I just live stream on my show, is brand new, didn't even have a ton of subscribers or followers at that point, uh, went for 24 straight hours, I made it, I'm here to, t- to tell the story. And um, we did really well. The, the show grew rather well, but we weren't big enough yet for it to have a huge impact and for people to even know I was really doing it other than some of the organic growth that I had. So I'm doing it again, ironically, this Friday. I'm going live for 24 straight hours. Russ, I'll be around. I'm not going anywhere. So if you want to call in at any point, uh, please do. But I'll be going live again for 24 straight hours. So it's The Fantasy Football Show. You can either get to the YouTube show by going to thefantasyfootballshow.com. It'll redirect you. Or you can just go to youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. But Russ, since February, going from about zero to 24 whatever hundred subscribers we have, I'm breaching about 1.7 million watch minutes per 28 days. So about every month we're at 1.7 million watch minutes. So... It's grown so fast in like six months, and I have the community watching me right now. I'm recording myself live on YouTube right now, and there's there's between 30 and 60 people in the room constantly, and they're, they're all listening, Russ. They're ready to go. They're new, new listeners of the Red Zone, and they can't wait to get started. Well, let's go ahead and not disappoint them. Let's start. Let's talk about draft strategies for 2019. Has your changed at all this year? Are you going running back heavy early, or are you being fluid depending on where you pick? And are there any quarterbacks that you would consider in the first three rounds at a standard draft where you only start one quarterback? Um, my approach has always been the best player available. And, and while some years I do cater to going running back, at least with one of my two picks, if I can make it work, or going running back uh, heavy, this is it's getting more and more to the point where it doesn't matter if I've got to go wide receiver wide receiver I'll go wide receiver wide receiver but bottom line for me is best player available and then from there I let it guide my strategy so if all things are equal and I can make a balanced approach heading into the third round you know and come out of round rounds one and two with a running back and a wide receiver by all means I'll do it 
um, but it's not something that I force upon myself at all. And if I have bookend picks, I do tend to go wide receiver, wide receiver if I'm near the 11 or 12 pick in a 12-team draft. I do find myself with Mike Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. or Mike Thomas and Dalvin Cook. Um, and uh, let's let's see here. Are you having trouble hearing me, Russ? Can you can you hear me now, Russ? No, I can hear you. Okay. Um, so yeah, so my my approach doesn't uh, doesn't change too much depending on on you know like like I said at, at eleven twelve I'm typically going wide receiver wide receiver almost to a T every single time just because that's the talent that falls there. Are you going running back wide receiver? Or running or wide receiver running back still is that your because I know that's been an approach of yours in the past is to get one solid running back at least in the first two picks. Are you still sticking to that? Uh, usually it depends. So I'm thinking at the back end of the round, I want to know who the running backs are because this year I'm a little bit down on the wide receivers. You know, New Hopkins and Devontae Adams are pretty much a top the leaderboard right there. And then you've got guys like Julio Jones, uh, you know, after that. And I bet there's some guys I'm staying away from this year, and Julio Jones has burned me each of the last three seasons, so I'm refusing to take him. You would have to judge. I don't even think a gun to my head could get me to take Julio Jones for round four. And there's no way he's flipping the round four, so I'm not worried about that. I always keep my options open. I'm always curious where I'm drafting, who's available for me at that spot, and who's picking after me before I pick again, so I can kind of get a gauge of what I think they're going to do and where my best value lies right now in this round and what I can expect to get in round two. And that's how I always do it. You know, when you're picking at the front end of a draft, uh, it's much harder to do that going into round number two, but you still have, like, you know, a top 25 look players that you're still liking very much, but you've got that idea, you're just not sure which one's going to fall to you, and I always play it by ear. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, from year to year, it can change, I think, in a lot of people's mind. For, but for me, it really, it's always, it's just the best player available. I don't mind going wide receiver, wide receiver, and I'll go running back, running back. The zero, the zero running back approach, I think, works really, really well, Russ, this year in particular, because there's a couple guys, we might talk about them later too, but guys like David Montgomery that falls to the fourth round that I love, Aaron Jones that falls to the fourth round, I love Aaron Jones. These guys make it very easy, whereas in years past, these guys make it very easy to to formulate uh, a really good wide receiver, wide receiver beginning to your draft uh, in terms of those running backs later on, so... Football show and sleeperu.com. He joins us every Wednesday evening in the 7 o'clock hours here on 1580 AM, 993 FM, the Fanatic, Eric and Field Sports. Pretty, you know, pretty much everything I've seen, first three picks, pretty much lock and stone, right? Saquon Barkley, Chris McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. I asked this of Gary in the last hour. Uh, I got his uh, order as far as how he ranks them 1, 2, and 3. What order do you rank those three? And is there someone else that you feel that should be in that conversation? Uh, I'm a little different. Can you still hear me okay, Russ? Uh, actually, if you can crank yourself up a little bit, 
himself up on your end a little bit more. My technical director says that he's got your head all the way. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm talking as loud as I can right into the speaker. Uh, for those watching, we have a little technical difficulty, but uh, I'll try and speak a little louder, Russ. But uh, for me, I'm a little different. I've got Alvin Kamara as my number one overall player in 2019. I know a lot of people have him in their top three, but for me, I haven't really wavered much at all with Kamara at my 1.01. Barkley, I'm, I'm actually feeling a little bit more uh, excited about Daniel Jones. He looks pretty crisp, and I will I admit when I'm wrong, Russ, and I might have been wrong about judging this kid too early, but he's got to get in there for me to feel super comfortable with that offense, but... Barkley is Barkley. He'll get his. I'm not dropping him out of my top three or anything like that. But it makes it hard for me to rank him above Kamara, who I think is a guaranteed 15 to 1800 yard guy. I don't like this this nonsense about Kamara being in a running back by committee. It's it's laughable. He's not a committee running back. He gets he could get 90 to 100 receptions this year. He averages over 13 TDs, and he's had back to back years with 81 yards receiving. I am all in on Kamara, and I think Barkley and McCaffrey are, are, are arguable at, at two and three, but I, I probably go Barkley. Uh, you know, I've got him ranked, uh, I, and I'm surprised because most everyone has him Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara. I've got him Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey uh, in my current thought process. And I understand there's a bit of a risk with Saquon Barkley. He did it one year. He looked, at, he looked as elusive a running back as I've ever seen since Barry Sanders. He just has that special skill that, that makes up for the fact that he might have a crap uh, passing game supporting him or a bad offensive line. He just looks that special. The thing that scares me is, can he do it a second year in a row? Whereas I know that Alvin Kamara, part of what makes him so appealing is that Drew Brees is not airing it out like he has in prior years. Drew Brees, for a while there, was guaranteed for 4,000 passing yards and 30... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Some odd touchdown. And he's starting to get up there in age. So you're seeing him check down a little bit more. Going more the intermediate route than going for those big bombs. And I think that's going to continue, and that plays right now tomorrow as And I'll, if you're looking to try and convince someone, I'm, uh, I'm a little on the fence on the Kamara Barkley thing myself. Yeah, it, it's a tough call for me. You know, and really, if Elliot Gordon and our Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Melvin Gordon were in trading camp right now, they would be mentioned in with these other three running backs, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean you'd have you'd have Melvin Gordon locked in at the the three sp- or the five or six spot, probably the five spot, pretty much guaranteed. I think that's where he was definitely. And Zeke Elliott would be your number one or number two. I think uh, most people would rank him, especially you know a lot of people have knee jerk reactions when somebody's in the news and they're expecting a, sus- a suspension, and then that suspension doesn't happen, 
everybody almost goes in an exact, you know, extreme direction. So as soon as everything was reported that Zeke wasn't going to get suspended for that, pushing that security guard over, he vaulted right to the top spot in most people's minds. Then he starts talking about the holdout, and he slowly falls and falls. The question for me, Russ, is where do people draft this guy if they're drafting tonight or tomorrow and they don't have the luxury of waiting? I'm still of the thinking I'm a little bit more risk-adverse than most, and I feel like Zeke is going to be there. If he's not there week one, he'll be there week two. But I really believe that this will get fixed in the final hour. I don't think the Cowboys, unlike the Chargers, can afford to have Zeke off the field. There's so much more tied to Zeke Elliott in this franchise. He is the face. They will not be okay as an organization without him on the field. I think it gets fixed, and I still take him, Russ, and people might call me absolutely crazy, but I would still take him at four or five. He's Smitty from SleeperU.com and the FantasyFootballShow.com. He joins us every Tuesday night. Smitty, we're up against the break. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to bring you right up on the other side. We're going to continue talking about running backs, go over some of the tiers, who are some of the uh, more sleeper running backs. Also, before we let you go, got to get your bold predictions because those are always a highlight at the beginning of every year. So stick right there. We'll bring you up again uh, here in a few seconds. Sounds good. He's ready. I'm Russ Swift. I'm live at Santini Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill with the first show. So we're going to go on a break, guys, so I can answer some questions uh, while we are on break. Um, We are on a commercial break on CBS Sports Radio. That is Russ, Russ Bliss. Uh, Yeah, no negative talk. Russ is my boy. Um, I've been with Russ for 16 years doing this. Russ is the man. And uh, no one's been doing it longer than him on on a radio show. 23 freaking years. Um, This guy's an animal. He is a a legend. So, you know, he, he, uh, he, I've been, I've known him for about 17, 18 years. And actually more like, I think I've known him since he started the show. So 20, I've known him 23 years. And he is just, he's he's an animal. All right, let's get to it. Ask some questions while we're on a break. We're going to jump back on CBS Sports Radio after the commercial break and talk more football with Russ, talk about some bold predictions. But let's get to it. Thoughts on Melvin Gordon. Uh, you just heard me talk about Zeke Elliott. I'm I'm drafting Zeke at four or five still. I don't care. I don't care. I'm taking the risk. I'm rolling the dice. Maybe not in every league. No one should draft everybody in every league. Uh, just making sure we're not back live. Um, no one should draft a ton of guys in all these leagues and screw yourself if a guy gets hurt even or gets suspended or fails a drug test randomly. You don't want all of your teams going downhill. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better, Bumpy. We'll see if I'm, we'll see how good I am for the 24-hour live stream, which is this Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't. Sometimes I wonder what the hell I'm thinking. Why did I commit to doing another 24-hour live stream? I don't know. I don't know why I did. Hit the thumbs up on your way in, please. Uh, we're about to go live back on CBS Sports Radio. I keep listening to make sure we are not live right now <laughs> as I talk to you guys. Um, but thoughts on Gordon. So I think Zeke will be back. Gordon I'm a little more scared about. I think this could go in one or two or three weeks into the season. But I'm still drafting Gordon with a smile in the fourth and fifth round. When he falls to me, I'll take the risk. I'll take. I'll put in another player for a couple weeks to get Melvin Gordon value in the fourth round. Now, the risk goes up. Gordon could get hurt because he's sitting out. Sitting out oftentimes leads to injury. But uh, 
still, I take the gamble all day long. Roll that dice in the fourth round. Boom. Love it. Um, so, Fournette or uh, Montgomery, zero running back candidates for sure, bro. Montgomery for sure. Fournette, yeah. I mean, I don't love Fournette, but I definitely would consider him there. Smitty, who would you rather have? Darwin, uh, Damian Williams, and Odell Beckham Jr. or Barkley? Uh, I'd rather have uh, the... That's a tough one, man. It all depends on the other pieces. I would get Odell and Darwin. Oh, okay. So you'd be getting D. Williams, Darwin, and Odell or Barkley. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. I think in redraft, well, Darwin could be the future too. It's so hard to know. I think we're live, so. We're back, so. It's been a ple- a pleasure answering questions for you. Hit the thumbs up. Come on. Calvin Ridley ceiling. Wide receiver two. to running backs and wide receivers here in a minute on the show. I'm here, sir. Yards from him. You know you're going to get a dozen touchdowns from him. 
you can bank that if he was there in training camp and happy. But you know, I'm right there with you. I think at four or five, it's, I'm willing to take the chance and hope that I can uh, at least hold it off for a couple of weeks if necessary. Yeah, I uh, def- definitely, and and I'm I've scooped him up. I got him at number. I'm doing a buddy league right now. This isn't an expert league. I've done a lot of expert leagues where he's fallen to six, seven, and I've got him. But I did a buddy league where he fell to ten, and I was just like, what a gift! Um, I I'm scooping him up, and and there's no way he misses a big chunk of the year. This is not the same situation as the Lev Bell, and the Lev Bell situation did not end well for Lev Bell. I've heard some people argue that he made a statement. He made a bad statement, a statement that it failed. He would have made uh, the same, uh, ironically, I believe, the same exact number Lev Bell's making this year would have been his franchise tag tender amount. And he would have made a boatload more had he played and signed his contract. He would have made, I think, what, 20-something million dollars that first year alone? Um, So I don't think this is going to go the distance. I'm rolling the dice. Um, but there are plenty of running backs, Russ, that are that are going to be good this year that I'd love to get into. Um, yeah, so let me know what the next topic is, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's running backs. Let's talk about the running backs. Now, currently, uh, one of the peer groups that I found uh, online has, uh, you know, of course, the three we talked about, all in tier number one, Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey. Then in tier number two, they've got Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, James Connor, Joe Mitchell. Not quite sure if I agree with this because I am scared of the Arizona Cardinals. But at the same time, David Johnson, you know, with, you can't judge everything off of two preseason games, but I'm a little scared with him in that number six spot right there. Le'Veon Bell, actually, I'm very happy with Le'Veon Bell at number five. I think Le'Veon Bell can surprise a lot of people. Uh, he, he didn't play at all last year. He's just flesh legs. He's uh, motivated. He's happier. He doesn't have as good a supporting class, but that just means to me that they're going to lean on him even more. Yeah, Lev Bell, to me, I I just did an Instagram video on this, Russ, and I said take a chance on Lev Bell in at least one league. Have some shares of Le'Veon Bell in in some sort of fantasy league because everybody plays three and four and five fantasy leagues. Now, Russ, you can take a gamble on a guy like that. And the last time we've seen him play, he was phenomenal. And yes, there was a year off. I get it. But there's 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 more reason to believe he will do well than I think reason to believe that he'll do bad. And when he has an 8 to 10 ADP, he's worth the risk in one league. Um, I, I, I do not like Joe Mixon in 2019. I'm also staying away from James Conner, who, Russ, that was my number two bold prediction, dropped right here on this show last year. James Conner would win leagues for people. And you and I started talking about that before uh, uh, Lev Bell was even thought to be a serious holdout candidate. Um, so I, you know I'm a James Conner uh, believer, but th- that situation looks a lot like, in some ways, Last year, where Samuels and Benny Snell are the guys that are the secret weapon stashes to own. So, I don't like Connor. I don't like Mixon in that next tier. I do agree with Chubb. I do agree that David Johnson should be there. I like Lev Bell. And another guy that is down below in the middle of the next tier is Dalvin Cook. This guy could be a top 5-10 to 10 running back in 2019. Maybe a top 5-7 to seven overall player. You know, you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's just a guy that scares me because I'm not sure that he can stay healthy. I'm not sure that he's going to be as explosive as he was 
pre-injury uh, from his rookie year, and I'm just a little concerned about him. Now, the guy in the next tier group that, that stands out to me as far as, you know, having upside to really be in the, into that tier two group, uh, two of them, well, three of them, actually. Todd Gurley, because, of course, if Todd Gurley is able to stay out, he is able to get out there and get 18 touches a game. Uh, he says you know what he can perform. He can be a top fantasy running back all by himself. I think that finally, with um, Mike McCarthy gone, Aaron Jones is a guy that has a lot of upside. Because now we're not going to see it more of Jamal Williams being subbed in nearly as often. And Gary on Johnson for the Detroit Lions. I think this kid just showed really well last year, and I think he's going to continue to surprise me. What are your thoughts on those guys? I, I like carry on a lot. I think he could creep up too high. Like if he starts costing you a second round pick, I think you're you're ruining some of the ceiling value or the the pop that he could have from from your from your draft selection. I think that he's a great third round player. I love Aaron Jones about the same way, and they're kind of in a similar situation, and they have kind of similar upsides and similar concerns. They're really kind of identical. Um, Aaron Jones has been bulking up a lot of times. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix weight gain and muscle isn't a good thing to add when you're a running back but when you're a running back that hasn't been able to stay healthy let's try something new um and and getting fit and be taking an off season seriously means he might stay healthy now we'll see he's already a little bit banged up that's been making people a little bit skeptical of this whole you know he's gonna change and be a different running back this off season uh but i like aaron jones where he's falling which is kind of like the top of the fourth round now um, so a top 10 running back potential. Yeah. I love Aaron Jones for that. Todd Gurley. I'm staying so far away from him. And, and I think, you know, that Russ, cause we talked about that over and over. You came on my, uh, 24 hour live stream actually. And we talked about that and I'm all about Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson's had a, he struggled so far in the first two preseason games and everybody's willing to jump ship already. They just came out today and said, he'd get about 10, nine to, t- to 10 touches right away. So they're obviously confident in him in things that they see in practice they like. I, I, I love Daryl Henderson at his falling 7th to 8th round ADP. He was climbing too high, but now I do like him. Um, so I like Jones, I like Carrion, I don't like Todd Gurley. Okay. Maybe, uh, we're up against the break. We're going to put you on hold. We'll bring you up on the other side. We're going to continue to talk some more about some running backs. I also want to get your thoughts on the Washington Redskins running back situation. And then I want to get your opinion on that uh, fantasy draft that I sent you. I got Gary's opinion last uh, hour. I don't know if you were listening or not. If you did, I let the cat out of the bag. But if you weren't, I want to find out whether or not you can guess which team was mine. Okay. Okay, we're going to put you on hold. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Red Zone talking fantasy football in the NFL. Our guest in hour number two tonight, Kenny from SleeperU.com and the FantasyFootballShow.com. Stick around. More fantasy football talk coming up here on 1580 AM, 99.3 FM. It's the Arizona's new home for sports. 
Okay, guys. So we are on a break, a commercial break again. I'm here to answer questions. Hit me with questions and let's do it. Um, I appreciate everybody's patience as we do the the show like this. It's the first time I've actually recorded my side of the CBS Sports Radio program um, from my angle. And I wanted you guys to experience it from my point of view. When I get the call, how I do the call in. uh, And I just thought it'd be fun to incorporate that into the, the YouTube show. And I think it's working out great, and you guys get to hear some different content. Uh, This is a weekly, every Wednesday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern until 11 p.m. Eastern. I'm on CBS Sports Radio, the world's longest-running fantasy football radio show, The Red Zone with Russ Bliss. He's been doing it 23 years. I've been doing it 16. Uh, So uh, it's been a long road and an awesome show, an awesome opportunity to be with Russ for 16 years on this. Henry or Jacobs, uh, I'm going to go Henry for now, but I, I could see that being kind of close. Big mess as usual lately, Washington Redskins run game. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, just making sure we're not live. Aaron Jones better catch a lot of passes. Yeah, that could be uh, that's something I'm hoping. Kittle late third round is nice. I agree, and, and everybody's getting really down on Kittle because of Jimmy G. He didn't have QB a good QB situation last year, and I think Jimmy G needs to give, be given a break. Uh, and we'll see how he shakes out. Now, if Jimmy G keeps struggling, maybe they replace him. I don't know. But I do know Kittle had 1,300 yards and 80, 80-something receptions last year with a bad QB situation. So, Smitty Deep, sleeper Dexter Williams. I believe he is a good sleeper candidate, somebody you might want to cuff to Aaron Jones. I agree with that. That's not a bad one at all. What are your wide receivers? What wide receivers are you taking over Dalvin Cook? I'm taking maybe Odell. I like Cook and Odell about the same. I like to pair them together in a lot of for a lot of uh, a lot of drafts. Uh, Smitty, you live in Chicago. Or Smitty, I live in Chicago area. Twelve team, one keeper. Okay. <laughs> um, which running back group is better, Kamara, Gurley, Fournette, or Cook, Jones, Montgomery? That's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Camara, um, no, Cook, uh, that's a tough one, man, because I, I like Camara that much, uh, but Cook, Jones, Montgomery, probably, I think Montgomery's going to be really good, would you draft Luck, uh, I haven't been drafting Luck, thanks, Dennis, for the super chat, you the man, thank you, Dennis, please hit subscribe if you haven't, hit notifications, I'm going live for 24 straight hours this Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, don't miss it. Hit notifications so that you know that I'm going live when I go live. And I'm going to have one of the biggest names in fantasy football on the show, I believe. It's still a go. Um, I'm hoping that that still is a go about the third hour. So so about the third hour, make sure you're there. Make sure you're there early. This Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, thefantasyfootballshow.com or just go to youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. 2 p.m. Eastern Friday, I'm going 24 straight hours live from this studio, from out and about, shooting baskets in my backyard, working out, running. I'll probably run. I'll probably run a couple times. Did you see the Daryl Henderson getting 9 to 12 touches a game? I did, Wes. I did. And I'm very excited about that. Okay, we're getting close to getting back on with Russ going live. On CBS Sports Radio, for those of you just joining us, we are on CBS Sports Radio. Please hit the thumbs up on your way in. If I've brought you any value at all, 
We're going live on CBS Sports Radio again for the third uh, segment. And we are live. Let's go live. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, hold on one second, guys. Russ pretty much invented daily fantasy sports, by the way. And I just saw a little while ago, Papa Mike wrote in, uh, first time listener that works noon to midnight, Monday through Friday. Uh, I feel your pain there, man. I fill out a weekly fantasy entry form on the weekend, or is it just when you are there? Unfortunately, it is just when I am here. So I apologize for that, but... We're going to talk running backs, I think, a little more than wide receivers. Over 110 TVs everywhere. If there's sports action going on, it's going on here at San Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill. Now, joining us on the program, Smitty from SleeperU.com and the FantasyFootballShow.com is our guest. And we were talking running backs there, so let's go ahead and take a look at some more of the uh, running backs that we've got listed on here uh, for the different tier groups. Now, we've talked about Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson, Dalvin Cook, but I want to get your opinion on four more running backs that are on this list right here, and uh, that's uh, Damian Williams of Kansas City, Devonta Freeman of the Falcons, Melvin Gordon of the Chargers, and Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. I know that over the years, you and I have talked extensively about Derrick Henry and how he had incredible upside, but that he was being uh, kept held back uh, by uh, the other running back, that's the Marco Murray that they had in Tennessee. And now Murray's gone, and Henry appears to be uh, the exclusive workhorse there. Last year, he split time with Deion Lewis. What do you think? Is he finally... Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see Henry get unleashed, and we saw a little bit, uh, you know, and Russ, we talked about that, I believe, on the show last year, too, about one of the last rags-to-riches type player that could emerge that wasn't starting that could, and Henry blew up, and Henry was a a man uh, just bulldozing over people, and, and can he stay healthy is the only question, and I think that's why people are still scared to draft him at second round value and sometimes why you see Henry fall to the fourth round and I'm all in at that value uh there are some players I like better in the third round that I might draft ahead of him so I wouldn't call him a third round lock for me but in the fourth round he's a great grab and definitely has that top 10 potential per start it's just a matter of will he start 14 games he's a big guy uh that is very abusive to his own body when he runs and you just you got to expect some injuries and being nicked up, and you can't expect a long career out of the guy. Um, but and Damian Williams was uh, the other guy you mentioned. Damian Williams, to me, uh, I get the concern about Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson looks very good, but Damian Williams has a very complex offense down pat, 
And when you have to learn a very complex offense like this Kansas City offense, it gives you a very big advantage. Darwin couldn't come in and, and run every play. They'd have to, to do things special for Darwin, just like they had to for Damian when they threw Damian in. But Damian had six straight games, Russ. The four regular season games and the two playoff games where he was literally the best back in football, if you look at the numbers, for six games. Um, he didn't falter. He didn't have a bad game. He scored 10 TDs in that, in that six-game span. I think it's really, really, really important to cuff him to Darwin. And Darwin Thompson, as much as I like Damian, the situation is the king. The situation is king in this in this in this this environment here is going to produce a top five to ten running back. So Darwin is one of my sneakiest grabs. Even when I don't own Damian Williams, I still grab Darwin every single time I can, Russ, in the eighth and ninth round when people aren't even thinking about it because I want to make sure I have them. That duo together is a must. That duo together is a top five to ten running back. Now, are you surprised that uh, we're starting every year in the preseason? We hear a lot of hype about this guy's really showing up, and he's gonna, he has the chance to be a top ten fantasy running back or that guy. Two guys that recently have gotten a lot of play in this conversation are Marlon Mack and Chris Carson. Uh, what do you think of Marlon Mack from Indianapolis and Chris Carson of Seattle? And is there someone else that uh, people should be paying attention to? Absolutely. I'll, I'll answer that last question with a, with a bang. But uh, but I'm not big on Marlon Mack at his ADP. Now, if he falls to like late fourth-round value or fifth round, I'd take him. I like the upside. But he's very injury-prone, and there's a lot to prove. And there's worry about luck now and luck's health. I'm just kind of staying away from a guy – like Mac when he's going to cost me just it's it's more about me liking the guys around Mac's ADP more than I like Mac. It's not really that I hate Mac and Chris Carson. I won't touch. We don't know if it's going to be Penny. We don't know if Chris Carson can stay healthy. And everybody's talking about Chris Carson every year as if he's earned the ranking that he always has. I'm staying clear from him. And to answer your last question, the one guy that we aren't we haven't talked about yet, Russ, that is the absolute win a league player. Like, you want a bold prediction, here's the bold prediction. David Montgomery's number 26 on this list that you have here, and David Montgomery is going in the fourth and fifth round in a lot of very novice leagues or people that are drafting with magazines or they're drafting and they're doing cram sessions right before their draft. He's going in the fourth and fifth round. In very experienced shark leagues where people are sharks, they're good fantasy football players, he's still falling to the third to fourth round. And David Montgomery, Russ... I don't understand why he's not being ranked in the 18 to 25 overall range right now in fantasy football drafts and on ADP data because David Montgomery is going to win you a league in the third and fourth round. You talk about my my Arian Foster prediction back in 2010 on this show. I feel like this has got to be that one because why is David Montgomery in the fourth and fifth round? It's just head-scratching to me. He's been joining me here in the Red Zone for about 16 years now, I do believe. Is, 16. Uh, how long our relationship, our relationship actually goes back further than that, but as far as, like, you know, the fantasy football stuff, seeing guests on the program, I'll say it's about 16 years now. Uh, now so, yeah. appreciate you always having time for us. Let's go ahead and talk about that draft that I sent you. Uh, did you have a chance to take a look at that, and what did you think of uh, the uh, draft? A couple of surprise picks that stood out to you in this, and uh, who do you think really walked away uh, 
you know, looking like a champ, and he walked away looking like a chump. So, Russ, it won't open for me right now, uh, ironically. Um, so, I, unfortunately, you're going to have to spoil it for me on this one. I apologize. Ah! I know. I, okay, well, I thought, maybe we can go ahead and talk about it uh, next week. Okay. And get a fresh perspective at that time. Yeah, let's so, do that. Let's go ahead and go back to something that I wanted to make sure that we got in before we were out of here anyways. Bold prediction. You've already thrown out a couple of bold predictions so far this year uh, on the program from within the past hour. Give us a couple more things that you're thinking about. Hey, you know what? This is a guy to really target, or this is a guy that everyone's big on that you just need to stay the hell away from. Yeah, so David Montgomery, I, I just kind of – told you about that one that that one I just I'm telling you I don't understand how especially after that one run I know it was only one run but the hype was already there in my opinion apparently not in everybody else's opinion I don't know but David Montgomery will win you leagues in the third and fourth round just flat out uh Dalvin Cook I talked about being a top five to seven overall player and you can get him in the 18 to 20 range those are kind of some 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 of the bigger name guys now if you want to go deep I think Daryl Henderson who I already mentioned I think can win you a league uh, Jalen Samuels with Benny Snell, who I kind of touched on earlier, can win you a league. Russ, the number one advice I have for people in fantasy football, if pe- people want to know how I do what I do, where I pick these guys that come out of nowhere like Connor, and I end up having a team where I can trade a guy that I picked up 7th, 8th, ninth round, trade him for a Mike Thomas later on, or start him in my lineup. And it's it's how I draft. In the 7th to 12th, the 7 to 12 round range, Russ, I focus on running backs that can that can blow up and become a top five to ten running back. So Darwin Thompson needs to be grabbed in your your seven or at least eight to twelve round range. Jalen Samuels is a guy grabbing that range. Alexander Madison, who backs up Cook. I love Cook, but you have to look at the standalone value that a Madison has. He's blowing up in, in camp and in practice, and they love this guy. And 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 I like uh, Daryl Henderson as well. There are a lot of running backs there, Russ, that I think you need to grab and they can explode. And if you want to cut two, two more, I'll give you two more, uh, three more predictions. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to go nuts in 2019. And I think Odell Beckham Jr. finishes as the number one fantasy football wide receiver at week 16's end. And I think he has 15 plus TDs in 2019. Um, I love Baker. I love this Browns offense. I think Chubb is going to have a monster year. But I will tell people this. There is a lot of negativity around drafting Kareem Hunt because he's out eight games and then has a bye week. Um, you you have to own both these guys. Like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb is a very injury-prone player. He's a very aggressive player, an abusive player to his own body. But I think if you can cuff Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt, you have yourself a top 5-10 to 10 running back in 2019. Those are just a few, Russ. I'll leave a couple more of the bold predictions for next time, uh, but I'm really high on that that late running back strategy that I have where I'm grabbing Darwin and all those guys. He's Smitty from SleeperU.com. He's been giving us bold predictions for over a decade, close to 16 years, I do believe. And you should have, I mean, the year that Michael Vick exploded for the Philadelphia Eagles, Smitty was on board with that as one of his bold predictions at the beginning of that year. When Arian Foster finished out that one season 
the uh, last two games for the Houston Texans. We talked the next year. Smitty was all over Arian Foster as a top five fantasy running back when everyone else was kind of like, you know, oh, we saw for two games. We don't know if we trust it. So this guy has been giving you this stuff for decades now, and it's always good stuff. Smitty, before I let you go, let's talk about that Washington Redskins running back situation. Darius Geist. Finally looks like as though he's going to get on the field for the Washington Redskins. Drafted high last year. They drafted another injured running back this year. Adrian Peterson did a surprising job for Washington last year. What do you think about Darius Geis? What do you think about Adrian Peterson? Is Peterson a must handcuff to Geis? Or is Geis one of those guys that, I'm sorry, need to see him do something before I'm going to buy into him at all? I think it depends on his ADP, Russ. If you can get Geis as a backup running back, not even your flex, but like a backup running back, I think he's worth owning, and he's definitely worth owning in Dynasty. The question is, he's he can't be possibly ready, Russ, as injury-prone as you could now label him, and I think it's safe to say he's injury-prone. Um, rushing him back is the worst thing they can do. Your body is not ready. His body cannot be ready. Physically, he's no way he's 100%. Even if he looks to be 100% and he's acting 100%, that's because other muscles are compensating and he will tear or pull something else. That's how running. That's how players tear their groin muscle off the bone. That's how people tear Achilles tendons. That's how people uh, tear their, their patellar tendon. And Russ, I know that because about a year ago, I snapped my patellar tendon off my kneecap. And I did that because I was overcompensating and I wasn't fully rehabbed. So I, I think the best thing they could do for Geis and the only recipe for success is to ease him in and let him loose by midseason. Then I think he could have a big, big year. But if he gets out there, goes full go, I fear he's only going to get hurt. And, and Adrian Peterson, man, in the preseasons looked okay. Could this guy possibly have another, you know, thousand yard even season? I, it's crazy. Well, good news, Russ. I'll be live for 24 straight hours. So if on Saturday <laughs> you want to dial me up at 9 a.m., I'll still be there. <laughs> awesome, my friend. I will talk to you uh, at the very latest uh, early next week. Best of luck in all your fantasy leagues. Thanks again for all your time. And looking forward to another season of having you here in the rest Yeah, I'm excited to be back on CBS again for another year, Russ. And it is 16 years. You are correct. Thanks, Russ. All right, guys, that's a wrap on our first live uh, CBS Sports Radio show broadcast from Smitty's side of the fence. Um, that was fun. I'm glad I got to do that with you. I'm going to answer questions for like five minutes, and then I'm going to jump because it is exhausting trying to maneuver through all of this and then get ready for my 24-hour live stream, which is going to be this Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 24 straight hours here on YouTube, and I have one of the biggest names in fantasy football coming on the show about the third hour. 
you probably cannot find a bigger name than this guy in fantasy football. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hoping that that doesn't fall through or anything. That should be the reason I'm not naming it is a, you know, I'm just grateful that they may come on. Uh, but, but I don't also want to get everyone's hopes up over and over and then something falls through or something because things like that happen. But 2 p.m. Eastern this Friday. So today is Wednesday, right? So not tomorrow, but the next day, 2 p.m. Eastern, I go live for 24 straight hours here on YouTube. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com if you ever get lost and it'll point you right back to this YouTube show. Uh, I'm feeling better, Polly Cat. I'm not actually 100%. Um, So, anyway, final questions before I get out of here. I'm not going to say baller. Um, final questions before I hit it. We got 61 people in the room, only 38 thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up, guys, please. Come on. Um, for those of you that that watched uh, the drama unfold on Instagram last night, I'm not sure of how many of you follow on Instagram, but in the fantasy football throne league, uh, the counselor accidentally dropped Darwin Thompson, and it was a whole big old mess uh, and f- unfolded in front of all of you. You know how you fight when everybody fights in fantasy football, right? Um, so it's like, uh, it's like that, that fight that everybody gets in where you don't talk to somebody and everybody's mad at somebody. Like we literally had one of those like beefs right in front of everybody on Instagram. And it was like a three hour, like just unraveling. So everything's back to normal. Um, and it's going to be awesome. So get ready for the live stream. I, hopefully I go on the scooter. Um, so Yeah. Rewatch it if you missed the show. All right, guys. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for watching. Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, thefantasyfootballshow.com. I appreciate every one of you. Thank you. You're listening to The Fantasy Football Show.